It's constantly chaos, constantly problematic. <laughs> <laughs> that which is also our tagline. <laughs> Are you recording into a boom? It looks like you're recording into a raccoon's tail. <laughs> yeah. Have you gotten to use it? No, okay. this will be the first time I'm using it. Oh, hey, we should like crack some champagne on it or something. <laughs> yeah, let's <laughs> let's absolutely destroy it. <laughs> How do you christen a mic? Do you just spit on it? <laughs> MCCA, make Christianity cool again? <laughs> Christianity was never cool. <laughs> <laughs> I would love that because now what would Jesus do? It would be, be all about like doing keg stands and sick kick flips and shit. <laughs> It'd be It'd be, how much ketamine would Jesus do? <laughs> Jesus went into a K-hole for three days, and when he came, and then he and then he came out, and then he came out. Yeah. Also, I'm gay now, dude. I'm gay now, dude. Should we yeah. start the show? Yeah, let's start the show. Hello, boys and girls and non-binary friends. It's Hi, me, everyone. Zach. Sorry, I paused for no reason at all. <laughs> <laughs> it's me, Zach. And it's me, Haley. And, and we're, we're not, not together. together. How are y'all doing? I'm doing pretty good. Um, honestly, work is ramping up even more. I think I say that every week. And every week it's, it gets more and more. And it's so wild. Yeah, the good thing is, is that instead of stir crazy and like existential dread, I'm mm-hmm. just getting like fueled by anger and frustration. Oh yeah, that which is I think lovely is a little cocktail. Better, yeah, <laughs> better than the other alternative. I don't know. I think it might be. Oh, none, none of them are good. That's for sure. But one might get in your one might get your engine revving a little more, which is what we want. Right, right. We don't want me to sink into utter into, despair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So hopefully those will even out into something in between. What's in between <laughs> total depression and fury? Um, is it is it internet trolling? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. It's so okay. it is wild. Like you, our show is is um like kind of really ramping up all this like out of nowhere and then a couple of my friends who also work on projects and shows like they're also getting a lot of pressure it's very strange even in this time that like we are so as like americans like addicted to productivity i don't know why like this should be the time if anything that we like relax because our health is on the line you know and obviously it should be like pretty clear that we're all you know separated and things are going to be a little slower so it's it's just very strange some other countries are like easing up and relaxing yeah i don't think we know how to relax and no. i also don't think our lives are set up even with the added benefit of not going to work our lives are not set up to be able to relax because no. we're either like still working from home or like oh now that i'm home i gotta do all this other shit or yeah. like trying to file for unemployment because i don't have any money you know it's no. Oh yeah, no, and of course the unemployment server is like, a like a tamagotchi or something, <laughs> and it's it's all totally backed up. 
Nobody's yeah. getting what they need. It's a whole thing. Anyway, uh, do you have a good segue <laughs> into what we're talking about? Because I don't. <laughs> I don't. I, I really don't. Okay. Uh, I don't either. Um, but here to talk to <laughs> us <laughs> about... Let's see. Wait, hold Speaking on. Speaking of... Uh, hmm. No, I don't have anything. Continue. <laughs> Shit. I don't have anything either. Um, speaking of being productive, uh, we're doing this episode right now <laughs> with, with our good friend, um, actor and comedian, Chris Renfro. Hello. Hello. Hi, Chris. Can I just Hi. say, after all is said and done, I think one of our smoothest, best transitions ever. <laughs> I think once it's edited, no one's going to know. No one's no, going to know. know. It's just gonna be the <laughs> harshest. Yeah, I would cut say the, the most seamless introduction I've ever had. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's just the kind of the quality interviewing that we bring. Uh, so, Chris, uh, how you been doing? Uh, how you been holding up in these uh, quarantine times? Um, I've been hanging in there, considering. Um, it, it was a little difficult at first to get used to this all. I'm a bit of like I was saying before. I'm like a little bit of a busybody, so yeah. this. This felt like a sudden stop. It felt like just hitting a wall. Um, but I think I'm starting to adapt to it pretty well. I'm like busying myself with like new hobbies, really. Like I'm trying not cool. to do anything that's really super related to acting or like putting up shows or anything. I'm trying to really just let this time be a refresher from what my normal life is. That's um, very And in cool. that sense, it's pretty cool. Well, so uh, other hobbies. I know you uh, you play a lot of instruments. Are you um, picking up any other hobbies? Um, well, I I got back into writing music, which was cool. I started like teaching myself some lo-fi, which is like really like the perfect music for what we're going through right now. Some it's, little like, really lo-fi, lo-fi really chill. Hot beats to like just lose your whole mind to. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely love losing my mind. Slowly. <laughs> um, <laughs> Um, I like picked up 3D animation a little oh. bit. What? Wow. Yeah, I made a, a bust of an old man's head. Cool. That's, that's um, awesome. It sounds like you're coping really, really well. Um, so, Chris, but uh, you do a lot of work uh, with UCB, right? Yes. Um, yeah, I don't know if do is the right word anymore. Uh, <laughs> true. Uh, I don't know if that, uh, truly, I don't know if that theater even exists. Uh, <laughs> I haven't left my house. I haven't heard from them. It, they're going through a hard time. Yeah. Uh, but before all of this, um, if, if Chris was speaking at the beginning of March, yeah, I, I do a lot of stuff at the UCB. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I do mod night. Um, I'm part of. I put up a, a bunch of shows. Like I produce a, a, a bunch of shows, uh, including Gaijin AF, Spotlight Presents. Uh, right a couple of days before the theater shut down, I put up the show called The UCB versus The Book of Mormon, or rather The Book of Mormon versus UCB. Yeah, I saw you posting about that. How'd that go? Gosh, it was so dang fun. Yeah. It was my most favorite show I've ever been a part of. That sounds incredible. Can you describe sort of what that was? Yeah, so like... um. So I'm one of my best friends is in the cast of the the touring cast of Book of Mormon or was they recently shut down too. 
Um, and we had like serendipitously run into each other over the last year um, in cities that they had been sitting down in. I just happened to be going through them also, Salt Lake City, um, Mexico City, and then LA. And so we decided to put up this show because um, him and I, his name is Jacob Benchmuel. Jacob and I started doing improv together and musical theater in college. And so we were like, oh, this is so cool. This is great. We got to do something. So we did this, we put the show together. It was in two halves where um, the first half we called it uh, Book of Mormons versus Ex-Mormons, where we put uh, the cast of Book of Mormon head to head with some of the UCB in a game show. And then improv. <laughs> That's really fun. Um, and that was really fun and really interesting. We had a real Mormon on the show and we interviewed him about stuff that like you don't really get to hear about um, mm -hmm. in the Mormon religion. But we did really try to like up, not uplift, but we, we didn't try to like degrade the Mormon faith by any means. It was like really a positive look at everything. Mm -hmm. And then the second half, with musical theater professional versus musical theater nerds uh same thing game show cool. uh, improv it was really fun that's so fun uh could you talk a little bit about your work with um gaijin as fuck yes 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 so gaijin as fuck or gaijin af is like is the one of the many babies of asian af uh, a bi-coastal variety show started by will Choi at the ucb um, the other shows that have spawned from that are Filipino AF, South Asian AF, um, eh, Filipino, South Asian AF, Asian AF. It might just be us three. I will be very embarrassed if I'm missing one. <laughs> but, um, but Asian AF lives on both coasts. And so, um, yeah, we, we uphold, we're like, we tried to prop up um, emerging gay Asian talent and we put them up on the UCB main stage every couple months. Uh, and well, that show's been around for our, our one year anniversary will be in June, this coming June 2020. Um, and we've had a really cool year. We've been able to travel to San Francisco to perform. And um, th this whole thing that Will Choi has created has been really great. Like the other shows have traveled to, Texas and DC and Filipino AF just recently came back from Hawaii for the second time. It's, um, it's really That's cool. So, so exciting. Yeah. Tons of really good Asian talent is being fostered or recognized. And, um, this network that Will Choi pretty much single-handedly alone is really turning into its own, its own Megatron. Do you know how recently, <laughs> uh, that was created? Uh, three years ago. Yeah, we had our, oh, maybe even, I guess, when was our three-year anniversary? Our three-year anniversary might have been, yeah, it was at the end of the, the year. So it's just a little over three years. That's great. And just um, getting bigger and bigger. Just getting bigger and bigger, yeah. Asian AF, like the, the daddy show, um, hey. left, left UCB um, permanently before all of this quarantining stuff happened okay. um, to go on to larger pastors. Is that a saying? Am I saying that right? It's not dead. It's just getting. It's going to a bigger theater. It does sound like <laughs> it does sound like you're sending it to like a farm uh, in a different Upstate. town. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, over the Rainbow Bridge. Yeah, we shot it in the face. <laughs> <laughs> can we? Can we see it dead? No. <laughs> no. 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 He no, can't no. go to the farm. No, but that is great. Yeah, I think it's on it's, to gre greener. I think greener pastures is the. Thing. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, I did mix up two mm -hmm. metaphors. It's running around with other shows in a field, um, you know, 
having a great time. I love it. Yeah. And that was when? Uh, at the start of the year. Yeah. So I guess five oh, months ago now. I mean, time doesn't matter anymore. No, so it I, doesn't. I don't know. <laughs> Have the days gone by quicker and quicker for you all too? Yeah, I mean, I literally just found out we've been on quarantine for five weeks from <laughs> from you telling me. <laughs> I had no idea. I had no yeah. idea how long we've been doing this. None. <laughs> um, yeah, it's been going by faster for me because my sleeping schedule is so fucked. Like last night, I didn't go to bed until five, didn't wake up until 2 p.m. today. Wow. Sometimes you just, I, I bet, were you like, you're writing music, right? Or like I was, you're uh, finishing up a, um, a script. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I think like whenever I get like a creative jolt, like that's my time that I write. That's the time that I do that too. And then mm -hmm. I can't get to bed because I'll just sit there and then I'll wake up and go, oh my God, I know what to do with that old man bus that I've been animating. And then I'll go <laughs> do that. No, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I just like kept waking up in the middle of the night and like all these problems that have been haunting me with the script for the last two weeks just like kind of work to themselves out yeah mm -hmm. um at the sacrifice of my own um physical health but whatever so be it i guess well i mean that's what they say when you love something like that like a script like that you have to like let it go and then obsess about it later <laughs> at night um and then beg for yeah, it back say about kids too yeah <laughs> so I, I was gonna say that um I didn't realize it was only three years, but UCB, how, how long has the diversity program been around there? Um, you know what? I don't actually know the answer to that. I am not form like I'm not formally involved in like the higher up part of like that world at UCB, but I I remember getting my first diversity scholarship in 2014. So it's at least been six years. Got it. And I can't imagine that I was in the first round, so um, which you're part of too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I um, I got mine. What was it? I guess last year. Last year, yeah. And then I I finished up, uh, the main four courses. It was great. It was. Huge. Oh, you did it in a year. Uh, well, I did the second two in a year. Mm. I had already yeah um gone through two, but it was um one and two oh one, uh. But it was great. I mean, it was it was huge. I definitely wouldn't have been able to do that without it and I met a lot of people that way and I, I, I hopped on like a practicing team uh by doing that which was really great uh straight bait which was really fun with Adam you know Adam Winnie right oh yeah yeah he was on the show yeah he's great yeah he's he and I are writing some songs which has been really fun yeah uh, Adam Winnie's songs are so funny and he's, he's just so good at like honestly just like whipping them out I know it's like he'll he'll text me like, hey, I have this idea for this song that I'm thinking about writing. I don't know. And then in an hour, he's like, OK, here's a version. Here's my first version of it. And it's brilliant. Yeah, I'm working on uh, I, I'm working on this one person show with him. And he's truly just like knocked it out of the park every step of the way. It's awesome. Um, and it's like it's just cool to see someone doing what they're so good at it. Yeah. I know. Um, I uh, really like Adam Winnie, too. <laughs> Welcome to the Adam Winnie Appreciation Podcast. <laughs> uh, Haley, are you also at UCB? Are you... Uh... No, I'm not. Congratulations. Thank I love you. That yeah. for you. 
I appreciate I it. I'm here for it. She's I, she's uh, very smart and very funny. I can't say I without it. Oh, thank you. I can't say I do anything with UCB or anything like that either. Mm-hmm. But did you ever take any courses anywhere, writing or for acting otherwise, for improv? Mm-hmm. No, never. You're just no, funny. I it's <laughs> just funny. <laughs> <laughs> uh no but I, but it's <laughs> no. awesome i know i know it's great i just like I, i'm just not quite as much of a on stage like performer mm-hmm. type i don't totally think fair. so yeah i think you should though i think so i do a podcast no one can see my face or anything you know perfect there's a certain psychosis that you have to have uh in liking being on stage i think yeah it's um called what's it called a uh, narcissism <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's the same thing that makes somebody want to be a politician. Absolutely. I'm just teasing. <laughs> yeah, um, it's definitely a similar part of the brain. It is. Yeah. There's something that says I need to be important to other people, and pe- like people need to see me. I don't know what it is. Um, I think I, I was just teasing you guys. Like I don't think that's true. I think if no, you're no, really but funny it's a problem like, that have... we have. No, 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 no. no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, I've uh, I've fully taken it to no, heart no. and um, <laughs> processed it. Yeah. Now, now that being said, I think there are definitely people in those programs who do feel that way. For sure. Like, I am so important and funny that if I don't go on stage, like, the world is missing out. It's just that but you I don't can think that's everybody. you can smell that on somebody a mile away, and it's yeah, no, exactly. no fun to be in a room or scene with them. Right. Well, because it's all about like, uh, it's a collaborative medium. Yeah. And those people are not collaborative. They're all about like me, 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 you know, mm-hmm. that was a beautiful, by anyway. the way, just now that, that little song that you just did. Me, 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 me. Yeah. <laughs> um, I do appreciate how much UCB focuses on, lifting up diverse voices like whether it's you know it's just anyone who's a not a a straight uh white male uh straight i, mean, I think that's in huge like, part to yeah. uh and it huge i was about to say Abel Abel Abel. oh yeah yeah i mean uh she does so much of that legwork i feel like it's like uh she's it seems like a lot of the times um whether it's true or not it seems like she's like the singular voice in power that's like championing a lot of these minority communities she does a lot of this work that's great that's amazing she's very very sweet and extremely funny i love just seeing her perform i mean she's truly perfect and it's upsetting but like whatever whatever (laughs) you ever see somebody so talented you just get mad (laughs) Yeah. yeah uh so what what do you what would you say that that like program has done for you like being in um groups like asian af and gaijin af oh i mean i can like clearly track it it's like it's changed my life i like i i really owe a lot to to the ucb community um and like the opportunity like ucb sets up a lot of opportunities itself but i think it's the community that really really does it for people yeah um like i didn't before coming to LA, like my, my whole thought was I was going to do theater for a living and I was going to just do that. And for whatever reason, 
Well, for whatever reason, you went to LA instead. Yeah, for whatever reason, I went to LA. I was <laughs> I, I was like really stubborn about it, but luckily, um, because I didn't have like a ton of there aren't a ton of theater shows out here that, uh, that could pay my bills. I spent my time doing a full time job, and then in in the evenings, my time at UCB, and so I I found like a good community there, and then Asian AF started, and I got on that and that train pretty early and that turned into like getting an agent and getting a manager and then getting into the CBS showcase, which has turned into a bunch of other things. Uh, yeah, that's it, amazing. It, it really, it really all just tracks back to Asian AF, um, Will Choi, the old artistic director, Beth Appel, who put me on a lot of house teams mm -hmm. um, and just really, yeah, just really gave me a, a place to like fail and a, a an open field to run in and just test stuff out. Um, where I love that a place to fail. I love that. Yeah, because it it felt it's 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 really like a, a college environment again. And they give you like they give you space. You test stuff out. You it works. It doesn't work. If it works, go ahead and try it again. That's great. So speaking of, you said um, you were in the CBS um, showcase. Um, did that lead to a lot of like television acting opportunities for you? Because we did want to ask you a little bit about too about like, you know, audition rooms being an Asian American and um, like if that if you feel like you are treated any differently or do you ever feel typecast or anything like that? Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't use the word um, a lot of jobs, but. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, but I do, I do, luckily I do go out a lot. I do have a very nice team behind me, uh, and they send me out pretty frequently. And, um, do I feel typecast? I, so I am, as we've said, I'm an Asian American actor and more specifically, I'm a Filipino, Filipino Chinese American who expresses probably more Latino than anything else. It's, it's so it's this weird uh, I don't know, it's this weird thing where, like, Hollywood is in a place where we're starting to to recognize Asian talent in a way that we didn't before. Uh, but it's it's mostly East Asian talent. So that's, like, uh, mm -hmm. traditionally, like, Chinese, Korean, Japanese, like, what we might think of as a stereotypical... Um, a stereotypical Asian and that neglects Southeast Asians and Pacific Island Asians like Filipinos, Indians. Um, and I sort of fall under that category. So it's, it's been interesting. Like I do go out for Asian parts and I'm uh, a lot of the times the only one in the room that looks like me. So mm -hmm. even oh, wow. in these, like what I guess we'll call like minority auditions, I still feel like the minority within them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, which is an interesting thing for me to suss out for myself. Right, right. You said you you mentioned about like appearing more like in like a quote unquote, but more Latino. Do you, do your agents send you out for those parts? Um, my manager was for a little bit. Okay, and I think that every once in a while she still might. But I have expressed that I, if it is important to, if like the character's ethnicity is important to its history, I have no business doing that right yeah. now. Yeah, um, I, I am of the mindset, though, that like straight people can be playing gay parts uh, and gay people can be playing straight parts and cross ethnicities should be able to do that. 
but maybe just not right now at this specific moment. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe just not right right now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Just just now as we're getting more of these stories told, like the stories that are being told first are like these very personal things. And Mm -hmm. like, I have no business telling those. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Even, and I can only, because this is only my own experience, but I feel the same way. Like I've always felt like, yes, like gay people should be able to play straight parts and vice versa. But again, the problem is, is that right now straight people are playing both parts, you know? (laughs) So until, until we can kind of like get that sussed out, then, then I think we should really try and like ring true to it. But, but yeah, because it is acting, you know what I mean? And, and though I feel that way about sexuality, um, I don't feel that way when it comes to like trans actors. I think that's really important to have a trans actor playing a trans Absolutely. role. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but as far as like, yeah, sexual orientation, I think that's eventually when we get to a point where, you know, gay people are kind of getting equal shot at these roles, then we should kind of try and stick to stick to it as much as we can. But that's in a perfect world. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah, hopefully it's sooner rather than later. Yeah. Do you, do you go out for many uh, like straight parts? Yeah, I do go out for a mixture of both. It's, um, I mean, there aren't a ton of like explicitly gay parts exactly. out there. Yeah. Do you feel like a, pr- a sort of sense of pressure to like pass for straight? Yeah, I've been like trying to figure that out because the year, it was never my, it was never my plan to go into TV and film it just kind of happened when I got into the CBS showcase. This, that yes. showcase is specifically driven to get um, talent seen in front of TV and film casting directors. And so it wasn't really until last year that I was like, oh, I should probably start thinking in these terms. Um, so before that, I was getting really comfortable. I was, it was like a lot of me getting comfortable in like my own skin still on the stage with being a gay performer and like kind of, ridding myself of that like internalized homophobia of trying Mm -hmm. to feel like I needed to pass on stage and I felt like I'd done a very good job of ridding myself of that on stage and then now to be on tv film it's like we're not really in the same place with tv and film so I do feel a little bit of that sense of like oh now I kind of had to go back to where I was a couple years ago or when I was in college or whatever and just be like rein it in a little bit or whatever (laughs) (laughs) um but then part of me is also just like, um, no, I'm not going to do that. Like, you, you're just going to get what you're going to get. And if it doesn't work for this, it doesn't work for this. Mm-hmm. And I also think it'd be cool to have, like, straight male characters that aren't necessarily, like, super mask. You know what I mean? Anyway. Yeah. I think it'd be just cool to have, you know. I, I think the problem is that, like, casting directors are stupid. Can I say that? <laughs> Just that the, it's very much it's it's a whole job. It, maybe it's not so much that they're literally stupid, but it's a whole job where you have to look at somebody's picture and just make a quick judgment on them. You know? Yeah, it is a weird position to just have to like look at someone and assess their value, and especially when it comes to their looks and their age and their ethnicity and all that, and to have to be like weirdly specific about that sometimes and it it is an odd position actors are always told you have to like know your type and go for that mm-hmm. as well 
Um, Chris, have people ever, because you said you um, say you read as, uh, you know, Latino sometimes, do people ever refer to you as like racially ambiguous? Yeah, yeah. I mean, all the time. Um, I had a weird moment when I was still looking for representation where I went to like a pretty big agency and we were having um, a, like pretty good dialogue back and forth with me and this agent. Um, and I was telling her some sort of story. It wasn't really like super fascinating, but she did interrupt me midway through and she's like, you're, you're ethically ambiguous. Are you, um, do you speak Spanish? And I was like, oh, no, no, I get that a lot, but I am Asian and I, I don't do that. I'm actually Filipino. And she just kind of like sat back and was like, oh, that is, that's too bad. Oh. <laughs> uh, people don't know what that is. I don't know what to do with that. Ah. She ended the meeting. Whoa, I don't know what to do with that. I don't know what to do with like you essentially. People, that sucks. That people it. don't Gross. know what that is, and I don't know what to do with that. That's a horrible Ugh. thing to say. It's a weird, uh, it's a weird fragment of the world that kind of still exists. I think in the, in the acting world of, I, and again, I think it's total. It's getting a lot better for sure. Um, but yeah, even like you were saying, like you're, you know, when you go out for like Asian roles you're often like the minority <laughs> in that group and because they're looking for a specific type of Asian person. Yeah. And I think this is maybe why I jumped into comedy. It's like, it matters less here. Mm -hmm. it, like it's mm -hmm. not necessarily incumbent upon anyone to, to cast specifically any sort of thing. It's just like, if you're funny, you're funny yeah. and they'll make it work. And I think right. I have like a lot of trust in myself to just like make it work for me. Totally. Especially in like, you know, sketch comedy or improv, like at UCB where I'm sure for in one minute you're playing like an 80 year old woman in the next minute you're playing like, you know, a 20 year old guy, you know, where it's like, you're just any character, no matter who you are. Yeah, I'm trying to get on the reboot of Golden Girls right now. <laughs> oh, I <laughs> love you for that for you. Fun. Yeah, <laughs> I love that for you. In fact, we could do all of them. It's just, it's just Chris <laughs> playing all the parts. I do love that about UCB is that, like, you people can be, you can jump in and be pretty much anything as long as it's you know kosher. Um, Groundlings is different about that though. They are very strict that men are men and women are women. Is that so? In, in sketches, yeah. They're oh, very I didn't even strict. realize that. I think they've loosened up recently. From really? what I've heard through the great fine but it's pretty new that they've just loosened up it's yeah um yeah i mean i was there for a little bit and i saw a lot of that um just like trying to rein people into play people of their assigned gender at birth which was mm -hmm. really weird just slow to I catch think. up they were yeah do you think it was a misguided attempt to be like maybe sensitive towards like men playing like shitty women characters and things like that do you think that was what it was or do you think it was just poor all around yeah no absolutely not i don't i don't give them the benefit of the doubt there <laughs> run by like uh by uh, 20 white men in their 50s and 60s it's like yeah there you go uh so kind of going back to kind of going back to the idea of boxes i feel like when we say that only certain type of people can be like leads or are worth being the uh 
you know, they're just the the friend role or they're just the the funny person who can't get laid or they're, you know, this or that. Like it's that all trickles down and creates these stereotypes that other people be, like believe out in the real world. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and it, it sucks, but I'm also of the mind that it's like you can if these archetypes were built by someone before, that means that you have the possibility to create your own type. Yeah. Like um, Fred Armisen is his own type all on his own, but Fred Armisen did that. So yeah. if, if he can do that, so can you, it's like, okay, I'll, I'll make a Chris Renfro type, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and you That's just go like, you just take the bits and stuff um, from the, from those paths that already exist and kind of trick people into seeing you that way and then flip it and show them what you really are. Oh, Oh, I love that. And yeah, he's a good example too of like a, you know, straight uh, cis guy who is not super mask necessarily. No. You know, he's like, doesn't really have any masculine bone in his body, <laughs> <laughs> which is great. You know what I mean? I, I kind of love that. Um, but yeah. <laughs> he's one of and those ones. that's not ones. a judgment call no, on him. I, yeah. One of those ones that should have been gay was marked gay in the factory. <laughs> And there was a glitch at the factory. <laughs> yeah, like in uh in uh ants or whatever when the, the soldier ant was supposed to be the was the work. Haley, it's exactly like ants. <laughs> wow, I just saw a poster for ants today. How weird. Where? Isn't that crazy? I love stuff like that when that happens. I was reading this um this uh Twitter thread of uh movie like uh like this like that phenomenon where like two of the same movie comes out right. in the same year yeah. ants in the bug's life illusionist prestige yeah exactly yeah. little black book and friends with benefits or whatever those ones yeah. were no strings attached oh, that's yeah what and that's whatever true. the other one was yeah. also yeah. called no strings attached <laughs> yeah uh yeah I, I fell down that rabbit hole the first thing in the morning when i woke up and by morning i Ooh. do mean 2 p.m <laughs> <laughs> again time doesn't exist doesn't matter. An illusion. It's funny. Sometimes that is just totally. In fact, a lot of the times it is just a total happenstance that whatever it is, the zeitgeist is what it is. And so people have a similar idea out from wherever, like the ether or the void or something. But sometimes somebody makes a movie very quick out of spite to get somebody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like there were two yes. Tarzan's movies that came out one year. And that was specifically because somebody wanted to ruin somebody else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The petty bitch that I am, I do wish I like had the kind of money to drop just like $50 million just to be a petty bitch and release a movie the same year that someone else is. I mean, it generally ruins them to try and streamline a movie like that too. Like out for, you know, it, mm-hmm. it's never a good idea. Don't make anything out of spite, Haley. Don't ruin my fun, Zach. Okay, fine. Go for it. If you got a, like a couple million <laughs> lying around. <laughs> Uh, we also wanted to kind of talk to you about um, being gay and in the LGBT community and just um, as an Asian American and just how that, you know, uh, how dating has been, if it's if you feel like it's been any different. Um, you know, I know that especially in the straight world, like there is among Asian women, like white men have like Asian fetish. Um, you know, do you experience any kind of thing like that dating? 
I've thought about that a lot. And I mean, it goes back to me looking the way I do is I don't, no one's first assumption or very few people's first assumption is that I am Asian. So it's kind of just like this secret card that I pull out later. By the way, you're no. kissing an Asian dude. <laughs> but I said no Asians in my grinder profile. <laughs> Oh. I tricked you, buddy. <laughs> That's a weird revenge movie that, <laughs> that, that I don't know if I need. <laughs> I that no one needs. <laughs> um, yeah, have I? I mean, I'm. Sh- I haven't experienced much to my face, like in a way that like people have said anything like particularly particularly like disgusting or anything like I'm sure I've had like a couple people on apps just been like not into brown dudes or whatever but mm-hmm. I think that's a common experience um I'm sure just like everyone gets about whatever something sure um the only weird instance that I have was a guy admitted to me that I was the first person of color that he had dated and that his friends had been urging him to date a person of color and he had just not wanted to or not found any interesting uh, in that. Mm. Yeah, and he said it to me as if it was some sort of like prize I was to like walk away from this relationship having. Oh, what the fuck? Oh my God, that's so weird. That's like the the one instance that really sticks out. Did you feel like a test subject? Yeah, I mean, the whole relationship was weird, but um, (laughs) I mean, I've had more than one guy just tell me that they were, like only interested in dating people of color. How do you feel about that? I mean, um, I mean, I got them, so it's like, uh, what am I? <laughs> what am I to complain? Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I, I, I maybe have lucked out in that. In that, I don't really get a lot of that. That's and good. I'm, and yeah, and I'm not really super excited to receive a lot of it. So to, I hope this is saying it out loud. <laughs> I hope it continues. Yeah, I hope it continues. Like, I don't need, I don't want to like change the universe's plans. Oh for my me God. Just I'm like, no, oh, no, I haven't really. I haven't. Chris has had it too good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I'm not trying, I'm not trying to say you have to have had these experiences. Like, tell me about some fucking bad experience you've had right now or that you have to feel a certain way about this. You know, I'm just curious, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, and I've also like um uh I've laid off dating the last couple of years with like the exception of like that guy and <laughs> way to pick him by the way. I know, right? <laughs> wow. Um yeah, I think I'm going through like a second puberty right now as I'm like approaching 30 mm. and I'm just oh, like yeah? odd interested in it. I'm more interested in career stuff. I'm more interested in figuring out who who I am. That was me the last 2 years too. Yeah. Yeah. Second puberty. That's great. <laughs> yeah, I'm also like for the first time able to grow a quarant- uh, quarantine beard. Wow. I like Was it. that the second puberty or the quarantine, do you think, that gave you the courage <laughs> to do it? Uh, it's, yeah, it's a definitely a mixture of both. I still don't yeah. have any chest hair, so I'm waiting, I'm waiting for that. Well, wait, just wait till quarantine part two. It's going to get way. <laughs> That'll put some hair on your chest. <laughs> quarantine part two it gets hairier <laughs> oh my god i love that Pornhub. <laughs> oh mm. quarantine two the hair is back the hair is back the hair is back 
Uh, hey, you're not supposed to be here. We're still under quarantine. I couldn't stay away from you. <laughs> 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 Writes itself. Haley, you got to stop writing your movies during. These, I know. I'm these. sorry. You're right. She's a very That's... she's an up and up and coming <laughs> blue film director. Yeah. <laughs> That's the spite movie I'm trying to make. Is that some asshole I know is trying to make a quarantine movie and I'm mm. quarantine a, a poor. Quarantine porn. Po- porn porn Porn-in-teen. Someone I hate is trying to make a porn and teen and I'm corn, trying to one up them. Corn peen? Is that good? Corn peen? Is that the worst thing? Poutine quarantine. Poutine quarantine. Poutine quarantine. <laughs> Canadian porno. That sounds delightful. I think people would be <laughs> me- checking in every so often, making sure everyone's okay, getting some maple syrup on each other and <laughs> sucking it off. It'd be nice. Sounds lovely. Hey, can I can I lube you up with some maple? <laughs> oh sure. <laughs> oh wow, thanks. Oh, that's a nice beaver you got there. <laughs> oh, I'm about to arrive. Oh, <laughs> you're, I'm arriving. <laughs> oh. oh, oh, and that's a hockey goal. I don't know what they say. <laughs> that's a hockey goal. That's a hockey goal. <laughs> well, great. Uh, I think. <laughs> Uh, that's that's uh, that's a, as good a time as any to go into a game. Is there anything before we do that mm. you want to add? No. Great. We covered we it. We nailed it. We covered the whole experience. We covered the whole Asian American experience. Yeah, don't talk to any other Asian American. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I'm sorry. I can't talk to you. I've, uh, I've had my fill. <laughs> I've already had one. <laughs> I've already had one. <laughs> oh, I'm full. Sorry. Horrible. Thank you. <laughs> That's horrible. All right. So um, so we're going to a bit of a game. Thank you, uh, by the way, uh, Chris, for coming on and chatting with us. Have you had fun so far? Yeah, I'm loving this. Thank you guys great. for having me. Yeah, it's Yay. it's been great. Um, it's really good catching up. Uh, so we've been talking a bit about typecasting. And so we want to make a game around that. And I think the idea is like, so I'm going to name some characters. And these characters, they're sick of the roles that they've been, you know, a lot in life. Some of them have been doing these roles for for years even decades and so um we're gonna give them we're gonna give them a different a shot at something new and i want to kind of describe we got to figure out what that role is going to be exactly does that make sense mm-hmm. great yes um great i'm a casting director now okay casting director. How, the table, how well, the tables no. have turned well no now you're now you're you're more you're a producer and i'm saying hey i need the next big blank vehicle and he's not doing this anymore what do you mm-hmm. got we got, got it. it. I love power. Great. Yeah. <laughs> the The point is, I'm saying is that you got power now. So, in I've got a headshot of Smaug, the dragon from The Hobbit. Mm. He is tired of being the villain, and he just wants to be in a fun rom com. What do you got for me? Oh, I love it. I love it. He wants to show uh, his sensitive underbelly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Smog. Okay, yeah. I mean, I have I. Uh, you're talking about all the movies I have lined up right now in my dossier. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Or yeah. just the plot well, of this movie, this rom-com starring Smaug. Yeah. Okay. Well, I have this movie that he would Smaug would Smaug would be per- <laughs> perfect. Oh, am I pronouncing it right? Am I am it's I saying that right? Smaug. <laughs> Smaug. 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 Yeah. yeah, I've got this perfect Minnesota rom-com uh, where uh, where. Where Smaug opens up a, a, a tiny barista shop. 
Uh, ah, a barista I shop where they sell baristas? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they, a tiny barista shop where they they train and sell baristas. And well, you would think it would it. be this horrible, horrible human trafficking operation, but don't worry, <laughs> it's it's sort of cute. It better be cute. He's looking for cute. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, here's my theory: is that you don't really want really, to like stray too far from like the current thing, or else you get this sure. like weird disjointed in the mind. No, I, I absolutely. We still want to. We still want to maintain. This is Smaug, but he's yeah. Smaug. He's he still lo- is love- sitting on top of the pile of money he's made. From- he's got money. Absolutely, he's so, got money. Yeah, yeah. So he owns this barista shop somewhere in southern Minnesota, and. <laughs> Uh, they, he has this meet cute with, uh, uh, I'll call them uh, a, a, an army surplus supplier. Yes. Oh, cool. While while they're out for a while they're out for a joke. <laughs> yeah, out for a joke. <laughs> an army surplus supplier um, of indeterminate gender. Uh, <laughs> oh, I love it. Think that they would. You'd think that they would hate each other. They 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 are natural enemies. Baristas and an army. They they, they hate <laughs> each other. Yeah, but there's just something about their smile that really gets them going. <laughs> wow. And yeah. so it turns into this thing of um, uh, the army su- surplus supplier is trying to outdo the barista shop, uh, and uh, this friendly. Uh, out businessing of each other turns into a romantic relationship that ultimately ends in love. I right. love that. Can I? And we're gonna pitch I... it to Hallmark. Yes. Also, it snows. Yeah. <laughs> can I pitch? Also can I pitch? Can I pitch? Because this is—it's feeling a little. You got mail for me. Can I pitch Meg Ryan as the army surplus store <laughs> person? I think we get. Can we get her back in the mix? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I think it'd be a nice it'd be a nice contrast with Smoke's lack of lips and her too much lips. So much lips. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thank you for keeping in mind the lip to no lip ratio. Yeah, thank you. No one ever thinks of that. That's why I'm here. I really appreciate that. Thank you, Haley. Associate this is why, producer Haley. Haley, this is why you're in this room. All right. That was brilliant. Lip it's check. Gr- it's greenlit. <laughs> Haley, <laughs> Haley, if you could make sure that enough characters have lips in these movies that would be great um, I mean Haley, I'll see what I can do actually I might need you to take um, you, you might need to uh, kind of take charge on this one too because this is uh, about one of your favorites okay it's uh, okay. Ellen Ripley oh Ellen yeah. Ripley and she's had a lot of run-ins with that aliens a lot of scary stuff I, I and she's been shooting them up and she wants people to know that she cares about wildlife she wants to be in a totally. feel-good animal film Something we're right. thinking something like Marley and Me, something like that. Mm-hmm. Maybe mm-hmm. I don't know. You're the you're the producer. I love it. Okay, I've got just the thing. Okay, it's uh we can we can we can uh, do this one together. So Jonesy is reprising their role as the orange cat Beautiful. in in uh, Alien, and um so it's you know the you know those actors who always go in every movie together. You know they just work so well together. So Ellen Ripley and Jonesy are also going to star in this, and um, it's going to be about uh, B- <laughs> Big Cat Rescue in Tampa, Florida. Um, it's going to be a feel-good biopic about Carol Baskin. Oh wow! We are we are going to rewrite history a little bit. Wow, though. good, good, because that's yeah, a messy yeah. time. It's a messy time. Yeah. Um, 
But Ellen Ripley is going to run a big cat rescue um, mm. along with her little cat, Jonesy, who yeah. think, <laughs> you know, Jonesy thinks she's a big cat. But she's, really <laughs> little cat. she's a little girl. She uh, she acts like a big cat, I'll tell you that. I can see uh, it. Yeah. And um, yeah, Chris, Chris, you got, any, got anything to add? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was... Uh, the, yeah, that leads us to Act Two, actually. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, Act Two uh, involves. It, it kind of picks up where the documentary, um, uh, where the documentary hinted at, where um, Carol Baskin is attempted murdered. Um, wow. Uh, by um, by by a by a three thousand dollar hitman. Oh wow. Yeah, but but the bullet does not murder her it only harms her which um puts uh, which puts ripley the cat in charge of the big cat rescue oh my gosh so hey i'm sorry are the are, are the cats are the cats talking in this film in act two yes great <laughs> in act two out of narrative necessity I know, yeah. I know what you're thinking. <laughs> I know what you're thinking. You you didn't want violence, but this I didn't. The whole the <laughs> no. whole murder for, for plot thing. It's gonna be like cute violence, a la Home Alone. Oh, okay. You know, it's gonna be like that fun family, fun family violence. You know. It's, okay. Yeah, like getting just totally decked in the face with a paint can. That's yeah, sort but of like it'll fun, be funny, fun. You get back up that. right after. And Haley, you know yeah. what I also appreciate about you. You mentioned Ellen Ripley, and then you immediately mentioned the cat again with that lips and having no lips ratio. <laughs> right, there Keeping always has to be someone without lips, and I I'm going to need another five million to ensure that for the rest of these films. Oh no, absolutely. There's at least one character with no lips. No, absolutely. We got to you know represent. All right, yeah. uh, that was beautiful. Next, um, we got Hannibal Lecter. Okay, mm. he's a mean guy. Well, he's well, he's not. He's just a little crazy, but he's also a bit of a tight ass, you know. And we we want, want to loosen him up a little bit, put him in a college bro movie, something yes. something a la like Sex Trip or American Pie. I love that. That's gonna be a great role for him. I think. Yeah, so I've never it. seen either of those movies, but I am gonna call myself an expert in it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, and in fact, I do have a movie here, and it uh, it is a uh, actually it's a it's a gay movie. In fact, um, oh, yeah, it's a gay, gay discovery um, fraternity movie, and so I feel like Cannibal Lecter would be perfect for Kappa Kappa Bottom. You're talking, <laughs> you're talking about loosening him up. You were right. talking about discovery, talking yes. about exploration, yes. and really, those are all of the soft core themes of Kappa Kappa Bottom. Absolutely. Um, the hazing scene is, you know, just as fun and like in the style of Animal House as it is sensual, a la Call Me By Your Name. It's that wonderful, beautiful tone mixture that um, I think we're all looking for. Yes. Yeah, and yes. speaking of that, we actually already do have Sufjan Stevens uh, attached. <laughs> Uh, to do not only the score, but to kind of do a little cameo um, <laughs> in the same way that Troy Sivan made a cameo in that um, in that other gay movie. Yeah, I can't speak its name. That's not part of that's not part of my production house. But you know which one I'm talking about. The other gay movie. We don't we don't talk about it here either. To be honest. Yeah. No. Um, I am thinking there's a really good moment where 
he could say something like, I want you inside me. And you thinking you think maybe, uh oh, is he going to eat somebody? But no, mm. it is gay sex. <laughs> it is gay it sex. It is absolutely yeah. that he is going to take that man. Yeah, full force. I, I hope that we're all clear here that it is um it is like explicit sex, but this isn't porn. Like this okay. is like, little, no. like we're going we're going to show everything. We're going full to penetration the theaters. Yes. Yeah, but this is art, you know, and art is challenging. You know who we could get for this? Who's gonna love that? Shia LaBeouf. Oh yes. He's gonna fucking love that shit. That's you say, what we need. You tell him full penetration. He's already got a semi, and he's ready we, to go. He's just need, that good. We need to get that method actor clout to mm-hmm. to show that this is, in fact, not porn. It is true indie art, XXX rated, but... But um, it's also it's, very a much a college bro movie. <laughs> yeah, that's important, too. And you know what? If it makes anyone feel better, we could also shoot it in the style of Home Alone. So Yes, and that'll, that's always... Good. So that allays all my fears. Yeah, I can't wait to make um, Van Wilder 5 with you all. Thank you. I'm really excited for it. I've got one more for you. I've got one more um, person coming across my desk. Um, this is Mary Poppins, uh, mm. and we're going to put her in a Guy Ritchie gangster film. Ooh, yes. That sounds fun. Yeah. Okay. I- I'm seeing it now. Yeah. Um. So this is, I feel very... Uh, you know, we did have that gen- the gentleman spinoff, the gentle woman. Yes. Um, and we know that her uh, her umbrella is hundred percent a gun. Um, Obviously, yeah. I think we all know yeah. that. I mean, that's canon. Um, <laughs> yeah, that is. Can- <laughs> that's a canon. <laughs> it is a. It is literally a canon. <laughs> um. Highly, highly skilled, highly trained uh, assassin, Mary Poppins. Oh yeah, yeah. Because um, yeah. she'll marry, marry, marry pop a cap in your ass. Oh, that's think, another good work, one. The working. The I working was also title thinking right like lock, pop, and two sugar spoonfuls. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's actually the title song. Oh. <laughs> yeah, by Run DMC. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and there's actually there's going to be a callback to um, and again I'm forgetting the name of this uh, this movie not in our production house, um, <laughs> but, it, <laughs> but it is that movie where um, we get a full crotch shot of somebody um, kind of doing that like yes. crossing legs twist yes. thing. Yes, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, it's that other straight film. Right, that other one. We don't talk about it, but we do see a bit of that. What she's she's packing down there, some of that, what she's popping. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's a it's a very subtle but important metaphor. Mm-hmm. 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 What she got up that bag? <laughs> what can she fit in that bag? No, hold on. How, how do I make that not sound bad and gross? It doesn't. It doesn't matter. I'm a I'm a Hollywood executive. You're you're a guy. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I forgot myself for a second. <laughs> Let's see what's up her bag. Let's see what's in her bag. <laughs> That's that's brilliant. Um, and you mm-hmm. said Run DMC is gonna be um, gonna be providing the soundtrack. Does he uh, need a cameo as well? Um, 
I, I mean, it's a given. Yes, yeah. obviously. Well, the thing is, we're actually going to borrow all of Run DMC's track suits for the costumes for this yeah. movie. So, um, that's we kind of had to throw him the bone of. I love that have, in her. Letting I love, him have. I love the song. that for her. Seeing her in that tracksuit, I think that's yeah. very different. I think. I think that's going to get people thinking about all these all these actors very differently. And I thank you very both very much. I thank you both yeah, very, very it's much. It's time for the gritty Mary Poppins that I think we've all been asking for and, and again, clamoring for. Mary Poppins has lips. Her little bird cane? No, no lips. lips. Not a single lips. Incredible. <sighs> yeah. And obviously, it. the last movie... Um, Anthony Hopkins' asshole ha- doesn't have any lips, so that's the sans <laughs> lips part we were talking. I about. was, I see, I was picturing Mads Mikkelsen's asshole. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh right, right, right. Uh, we, we're gonna have to. <laughs> oh, right, I forgot that Mads Mikkelsen and Anthony Hopkins were in Citizen Kane. <laughs> You know, that other straight movie. <laughs> Their movie they're in. Uh, beautiful. Thank you both so much. Uh, that was great. Um, Chris. We're going to make a, a bajillion oh. dollars. Yes. Lahayam. Lahayam. Once Hollywood's up and running, these films are going to fucking kill. I love the idea of fictional Ellen Ripley playing very real person Carol Baskins. <laughs> that I really appreciate. Hey, all you cool cat and. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. And she is going to say again, um, you know, once one of the big cats I think is going to try and attack Jonesy and she's going to have that wonderful line again. Yes. Get away from her, you, you bitch. bitch. Yeah. Yeah. So great. Nailed it. High five in the million angels. That was great. Uh beautiful. Well, uh Chris, thank you so much for coming on the show. Have you had fun? I've had so much fun. Great. Thank you all for having me. Yay. But now, Haley. That's now, right. Now, what is it time for? Now it's the time of the show where we hand over the reins to you, Chris, and you get to ask us one question that is judgment-free, no holds bar. Ask us anything, and we will answer to the best of our ability. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, maybe you've already been asked this, but I just want to know, like, what is the most irrational thing that you've done during quarantine? Ooh. <laughs> I love that. Oh, Okay, I think I got it. Okay, go for it. I have, and this is kind of embarrassing. When I have had time to watch some really good TV, which is few and far between because my job does keep me busy, but when I have had the time, I've either watched like shitty The Office reruns or shitty dating show TV. Instead mm. of all the really good TV that's on right now. And I think that's pretty irrational. <laughs> <laughs> that's not bad. Is that not, an, is that not irrational f- enough for you, Chris? Um, I mean, I'll Do tell I you go what deeper? my irrational thing was. Great, please. Okay, I'd love to hear it. Yeah, I um, pretty early on, I decided that I was going bald, apropos of nothing. So I bought three months <laughs> supply of Rogaine. <laughs> 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 oh, in the middle of a really pandemic good. that's so good the problem is is I'm already kind of like used to this lifestyle I'm already kind of a homebody so I think that 
I haven't gotten to this this irrational thinking point yet. But I think one of the most irrational things is trying to <laughs> like diet and exercise and lose weight during this time, but I'm still doing it for some reason. I have also been having pancakes most days. <laughs> <laughs> but but they're on the list of things I can eat. The, the Kodiak hey. cakes. They're full of protein. Hey. Uh, well, thank you so much, Chris. Uh, did that answer the question a little bit? It did. Thank you. And thank you again so much for coming on my podcast. <laughs> I appreciate it so much. We love, Honestly, Chris, we're huge fans, and this is such a treat. Yeah, I'm a thank huge you so fan much. of you too. And honestly, you're welcome. Uh, well, we, we'd love to come yeah, back. We'd anytime. love to come back. <laughs> Haley, where can they find us uh, on Instagram and, and Facebook and all that? Oh, yeah. Well, um, for your listeners, if they want to uh, check us out, um, we're on Instagram at NotTogetherPodcast, on Twitter at NotTogetherCast. Uh, your listeners can send us an email at NotTogetherPodcast at gmail.com. Um, and we're also on Facebook. Just search We're Not Together. And you can Great. find us anywhere podcasts are hosted. And uh, Chris, you'll probably want to plug your own uh, <laughs> podcast as well, I'm assuming. Actually, I think that this is the last one. <laughs> All right. One and done. And what a way one to go out on, honestly. It's an honor. Uh, but seriously, thank you guys so much for having me. I, I had a lot of fun. If you want to find me on Instagram or Twitter, you can find me at the meat skeleton, M-E-A-T. <laughs> skeleton what a horrifying image <laughs> uh well great um well i guess we're gonna before you will obviously let you uh finish out your show the way you always finish it but before you do that um i'm zach and i'm Haley, and, and we're, we're not, not together. together all right chris take it away <laughs> somewhere over the rainbow <laughs> way up high that was a little original I wrote. I wrote that today, actually. Um, not quite done yet. And honestly, it's not good. It's not good. Okay, right. bye-bye. Catch you never. Bye. We're Not Together is produced, hosted, and edited by Zach Ogle and Haley Manrique. And our intro music and theme song is composed by Barry Anderson. <laughs>